Welcome to another edition of Move Through Motivation. I'm your host, Matt Olson, and I have the honor and privilege to sit and talk with the distinguished alumni, faculty advisor, college professor, financial professional, dear friend, fraternity brother, Thomas Rhodes. How you doing, sir? Dr. Thomas Rhodes. Make, make that retired now. That retired. He retired. Make that retired and, and, and healthy. And healthy. Doing okay. my best. Trying to be so, in your footsteps. Hey, listen to me. So Tom Rhodes, and I call him, I, 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 when I was in school, I called him Dr. Rhodes, but now we, we're on a friendship basis. Uh, Tom was in 2003, no, I take it back, 2000, 2000. He was my college professor. And I had just joined the fraternity uh, at Long Beach State. And Tom, at the time, was teaching finance. I think I had you for Finance 200. It was the class I had. And ironically, that same semester, I was just got into the fraternity. And I learned that Dr. Rhodes, Tom, was uh, the same fraternity. And he was going to be our alumni advisor. And that journey started in 2000. And 20 years later, he's retired from being a professor. He has still stayed in close contact with me. He was came to my 39th birthday the day I had chemo on my sixth um, uh, uh, infusion. And him and about 30 guys showed up at Mimi's Cafe over in Duarte. And we had breakfast right before I went and got poison put in my veins. And Dr. Tom Rhodes and Jules Hooper, my drafting teacher, came to that breakfast because they both went to Long Beach State um, and were integral parts of my my youth and, and college experience. So tell us about yourself, Tom. I'd love to hear background. Where'd you grow up? What'd you do? Where are you from? Uh, <laughs> two bald guys talking. It's just two bald guys talking today. Well, um, um, uh, geez. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Let's start back in the days. How long were you a professor at Long Beach State? Well, I, um, w- when I got out of school, originally, I had my MBA in finance in 1971 from USC. And I wasn't planning on going back to school after that even though my father and my older brother were both attorneys. Mm. And so I went out and I, I was doing very well. I was working for Union Bank and Business Development and I had a nice office and I was on airplanes and eating in fancy places. And, uh, but, but I looked at the, it isn't where I really wanted to go. I didn't want to be the vice president at the bank and something like that. And uh, so I went back and got some more education and I went to law school. Okay. And I had to support myself, had to make some in- income while I went to law school. And so um, that's how I started teaching at Cal State Long Beach. That, so that was what year was that you started there? 1973. Teaching in 73. There were all these baby boomers who were younger than me, eight, 10 years younger than me, that were coming through the CSU system. And it was one of those times when they hired people with master's degrees to teach classes because there were so many students coming through. Okay. Same thing when your group of students came through. Right, right, right. And so uh, I taught at night and went to law school in the daytime. 
So it's from 1973 until when did you retire? What year did you actually retire? 2016. Wow. Wow. All those years. So what's that? 27 plus 16 is what? 30. Wow. Almost 40 years. 40, about 40 plus years. 42. 43 years. Wow. And average class was what? size when you're teaching all, all the average 10 15 20 25 oh 35 or 40 35 so you college of business wow 40 and so i figured i had about 12,000 students wow 12,000 students i i find that remarkable that you stayed in that profession so long and my recollection now i'm going to take date this podcast a little bit in 2000 when I took Finance 200, I think Tom introduced what is now online learning. And I tell you why. I'll give you, I'll give you the scenario why. And, and Tom will tell you this to Val. I started my, that semester in his class. And in the beginning of the semester, I got ran over by a car. I tried to stop a car from being stolen at a local sorority house. I got ran over and I couldn't come to class. I was, I was kind of immobile. And uh, Tom at the time had said, don't worry, I'll, I'll do like this online or send you an email and, and you can do your tests and your studying and do this. And so before online was online, Tom Rhodes, you invented it back in the day, 2000, before it became popular, before there were degrees online, you, you, you came up with this concept. So that was an interesting story. And my first real experience with Tom of, you know, I, I was hit by a car. I literally was ran over by a car. I hear my college professor was very uh, reluctant to give me the chance to not drop the class, but just, you know, work through it. So that was the first time that he was by my side in this struggle. Okay. Second time was when we, he was our alumni advisor, right, Tom? You, how, many, how many years did you do to actually do the alumni advisor for the fraternity? How many years? You know, it's been on and off since uh, mm -hmm. I was first asked. I waited until the fraternity approached me. Okay. And uh, that would have been 77 or 78. Okay. And uh, for about five or six years, I was a faculty advisor, and I have a, that really strong group of guys you know. And then I got married and uh, really put my head down and worked really hard for about 15 years and um, uh, uh, was practicing law. And um, um, when I turned 50, I stopped doing that. And um, Asked Wesley one day, what are you doing? What should I do with my free time now? And he says, well, you know, Cal Lambda might be worth coming back to. I said, you think so? And he says, yeah, yeah, why don't you give it a try? And uh, I went back and, and Brian Wagner was yeah. the president at the time. Okay. And it was the, were you there for the Thanksgiving dinner? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. With the, with the girls. I when I was a JI. I just got initiated when Wagner was president, so. Okay, okay. Now the first and, semester. And, 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 uh, and, and, and they had the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, exotic dancer. The dancer. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was a special night. We call it a special night in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was all handled well. It was. It was in the utmost fun times. And, and uh, I went, oh, these guys, it, 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 it fraternities are supposed to be in that situation oh. Oh. whether or not i was going to participate and help this chapter was how you guys handled it right. 
and uh, it was handled excellent. Um, and uh, so our Monday meetings with Tom coming into class because he was my college professor. Understand, he's my college professor and he's my alumni advisor. So he was the same person in class as he was with us. He was very respectful, pushed us, um, challenged us a lot, gave us great stories and momentum going forward, getting us ready for life. And that was kind of where phase two happens after I graduate, you know, Tom and I stayed in contact. Um, and I was, I, I kind of moved into somewhat of a, uh, not in, uh, I was on the board for a little bit uh, for the, um, the alumni chapter, but you really framed a lot of us in my, in my era of how to really be successful outside when you finish the university and that this brotherhood that we found in the fraternity would be forever. And at the time when you're in college, like, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. But it came true in multiple times in my life. You know, when I was deployed, um, the fraternity brothers, when I came back, there was a celebration when I came back, you know, everybody embraced me, loved me. Then we fast forward, you know, 20 years or 19 years to 2018. And I go through another struggle and the brothers that I had known since 1999 had come alongside me and really had my back and supported me in one of the worst times of my life, you know? And it was that day, and we're going to put that video. Uh, we, we took a video that day of when you guys surprised me to meet me. And I was, I was not in the greatest of moods because I knew I was going to get cancer or treatment. And it was a rough, a rough day. And, uh, but you guys brightened that smile and put me in a good mood before I went in to get that treatment. But fast forward now to what, 2019, 2020, the worst year our nation's ever faced. I got a call from Tom and Tom, what would what, you tell me? When you got diagnosed, when you got diagnosed this year, what happened? Well, um, I, I got, uh, actually it was in the December. Yeah. Is when I got, got treated uh, in 2020. biopsy back and I had, um, uh, a prostate cancer and um, there's uh, several things you can do with your prostate when you have this condition and uh, had the cancer that I had and um, it depends on your your the health that how healthy you are at the time uh, it depends on the type of cancer that they found and how aggressive it is they call it a uh, Gleason score mm -hmm. there's three um, numbers they add together that can be from one to four, uh, okay. the higher the number, the worse. And uh, I had uh, three, uh, two, so I had a six Gleason. And if you're uh, at that, you're in really good shape where you're supposed to be. And so, um, 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 uh, and, and other than the, the, the urinary problems, which I just attributed to age, of course, mm -hmm. uh, even though I've been uh, getting, and I got my annual digital exam, uh, <laughs> always a good time right and fortunately i was right on top of everything i um uh, uh had my psa checked each year and uh in june it was uh, above the the whatever it is the 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 number when you're supposed to be concerned about it and so we waited 90 days and i took it again and uh then it was uh, uh again over the limit and so i had the biopsy in um i guess november and had the results of it back uh, December 1st, and then um, got to work and figured out where I was gonna, I didn't have the surgery the same place that I had the biopsy. I, I didn't really intend to. Um, 
Uh, my default is that you go to the biggest, most specialized uh, place you could find, which is usually a, a teaching hospital, teaching university, or a specialized place like the City of Hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a local place in Orange County where I had the uh, a small urological group where they uh, did the, uh, but anyway, you figure out what you're going to do. And I figured that surgery was the best for me. And it's yeah. called the, uh, there's a uh, Da Vinci machine. Okay. And it's the mechanical fingers that go inside of you and do the repair work and do the surgery. And uh, I went to UCI and had the surgery on uh, February 2nd. And, um, uh, you know, even though it's just that laparoscopic where they, but, uh, you really, really knocked me down. I was really to a wall. I felt like I got hit by a truck right. and, uh, uh, and so now I'm having my every, uh, 90 days I'm having a PSA check and the numbers that they're getting on the PSA. Last time I spoke with the uh, urologist, he says, that's just noise. It hasn't come up to a level where he's going to be concerned about it. And uh, what that tests is the uh, if if there's been a metastasization of the um, I had some that was on the margins when they did the pathology on the um, uh, 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 prostate, and they weren't sure if some got out. And uh, this is I I have my exam every year annual. Uh, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I got in and had the surgery as fast as I could possibly. And it still is an issue uh, that there was some um, uh, some cells on the margin. And so uh, 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 as early detection as possible. Yeah. Uh, and, and when did you? I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And then my question is, is when you got your, when you, after you had the surgery, now you go every 90 days to make sure it's it's clear that you're checking PSA? Yes, for the first year. Yeah. It's every 90 days. And uh, I'm going to talk to the surgeon after I get the uh, the one in December. Okay. And uh, um, uh, so I'm just... <laughs> hey, you, know, you know, the nervous Nellies, it's butterflies in your stomach when you go into those... those- you know, there, I, I had the melanoma on this earlobe in... 2011 mm-hmm. and see this about a third smaller yeah you can than tell. the left one yeah and they took so, did they take a piece of the ear out for that oh they took a big chunk out and re-put it back together and everything and and um so and and, and once again it was just a little speck i i, I went in to see the dermatologist because of something on my neck because and my wife said have them look at that little speck on your earlobe and that turned out to be the melanoma. Wow. Huh. There's so, a correlation sorry. between melanoma and prostate cancer, but they haven't been able to figure out any causation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, it's such a, you know, when you have one, could it go lead to another? There's so many things like, <laughs> conspiracy cancer theories that we go through our minds like did this cause this or did this cause that and it makes it challenging when you're when, once you had your treatment and now you're in the remission stage we'll call it um that you have to go through these treatments but you know tell me about what you've done this year specifically um being 72 uh being in remission from cancer how you have stay motivated 
healthy because you before this before this happened you were surfing what every other day every day how often were you surfing at least once a week mm -hmm. uh, many weeks twice a week yeah. trouble is everybody else is working yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah cycling three days a week um uh 10 pound dumbbells um i i do you know 100 rep sets with the uh 10 pound dumbbells before we go any further tom i want to show the world what a 72 year arm arm looks like doing 10 pounds flex up baby flex up show you there we go there it is hey you see, i see the cuts i see the cuts i see the cuts that's what i'm talking about you just try to stay in shape Hey, listen, you're, you're 72 years old. You're walking. How many minutes a day are you walking? How, how many minutes a day are you walking? Oh, well, around the golf course, it's about 45 minutes. Okay, so you're walking and, 45 uh, minutes daily. And I got my stationary bicycle. Look at you. I, I, was, I was going to the emergency room about every, oh, 14 months when I was riding my bike on the street <laughs> up and down the coast highway. And... Uh, <laughs> I did that about three or four times, and, and I finally figured, <laughs> well, ah. they're not going to be so lucky. Yeah. Right, right. And, uh, so I got, got myself a stationary cycle uh, out in the garage. Okay. And, uh, and I, I do an hour on that three times a week. Okay. I'm not I either. I'm either walking or, but most of the time I do the cycle. I only walk if I can't cycle for some reason okay. or vice versa. But uh, yeah. All the, all the things that make you healthy. I love it. I love try it. To, try to follow Matt Olson's example. Listen, listen, uh, Tom, I, I want to say that, you know, you can be a shining. The, the point of it, what we, why we started this podcast, why we started this company was to really help people and talk about what struggle really is and what comes from it. You know, we, we have in our fraternity, we talk about the Phoenix, right? Rising from the ashes. And that's a, that's a true thing in life. Like you're going to get smacked with, uh, cancer, you're going to get smacked with something hard, you know, working, going to law school when you're younger, figuring out what you wanted to do. But here it is, you know, 43 years later, you influenced over 12,000 people that you may never meet ever again. But somewhere, some way, they're telling the stories that we heard in your Finance 200 class that were impactful enough to either lead people to be, you know, um, uh, big in the finance world. Uh, big in in leadership in some and it's it's inspiring and so as a professor as an alumni what you've done for people has just been I think amazing and it's had a dramatic impact on my life and that's why I wanted to get you on here to kind of say you know that I I love stories I love um, that I still have deep friendships for over 20 years and it doesn't matter the age right What's that? Doesn't matter what? Doesn't matter the age. I mean, I have no. You know, if you're if you're if I known you when I was 20 and you were 40 or 50, we're still friends 20 years later. And the common bond is is that we're gonna go through hard things. And when you have good people around you, it, it really helps you. And when you call, we had lunch. When Tom called me, it kind of took me by surprise, you know. Um, Tom and I had breakfast at Hop's Hut. We took pictures of us flexing because that's what we do. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a morning for us to catch up and, you know, I wish I could catch up with everybody as, as much as I can, but, you know, we're here for the good and the bad times in life. You know, I, I've had some great times with Tom Rhodes, 
it's been a a lifelong friendship that it's in, in my early 20s and now i'm in my 40s and we're still and you and you have that relationship with a lot of the guys you marched so, off to war when you were 20 years old yeah yeah you, you were 20 then weren't you i was 20 i was 23, 23. okay yeah so, i mean you did this in your backpack and picked up a knapsack yeah 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 so i i i wanted to get you on here tom just to say i'm grateful for you you know, Thank I really you. am. I'm you so glad you're healthy. I'm so glad you're healthy. What advice, and I leave this with a college professor, what advice do you give to somebody graduating in these uncertain times right now? What's your advice to them, seeing that you've been a professor for 43 years? Well, boy, you know, yeah. talk about uncertain times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, remember I was born in the first half of the last century. Um, geez, um, uh, education, education, education. Uh, I graduated from college in 1970 with my bachelor's degree and I didn't want to go out in the world with just a bachelor's degree. I wanted to have something more on my that's why I got my MBA uh, before I went out and started working. And by that same principle, I went to um, law school so I'd have more choices. And so education is the key to everything. Yeah. Um, the way you and I met, the more contact a student has with the university outside of class, the better they'll do and the more likely they'll graduate. Oh, hmm. okay. So active involvement in college. The, the university has a different organization for every kind of kid, every student, depending on what they need. Where do you put the risk takers? The guys who would be out in the bars on Monday night, the guys who are taking risks, they're the ones who join fraternities. They're the risk takers, just like yourself. And somebody's got to be able to talk to them. And I knew once a week, you guys had to see me in the meeting. Yeah. yeah. And if you weren't advancing towards your degree, you, you knew you weren't, uh, you, you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. You weren't getting up and doing the job and getting it done. And I reminded you that every week. You just looked at me and you knew, oh, yeah. yeah. I, if I've been doing what I'm supposed to do, that's what I, you know. And, and uh, uh, well, you're the very ones. Well, I, course, I, I, I was in the fraternity when I was in college. My father was in a fraternity, huh? and uh, um, it's the risk takers. It isn't the bad boys. We don't make them. We don't make them into guys that, that do the stuff fraternity guys do. They come here and they do that. <laughs> but it wasn't for the fraternity. The bar scene would pull them away, and they drop out of school. Hmm. So that connection really. Oh it, yeah, it, it did. It, a connection to the university. It was tied to the university. It kept us bonded. You know, and driven and working together. So you and your you and your buddies are proof of that the system works. Yeah. Our yeah. our relationship, the contacts we have, the the support we have with each other, mm -hmm. um, uh, it it absolutely positively works, and uh, uh, it's a tribute to the CSU system also. Mm -hmm. um, uh, look look at the product we produce. You it's know, want to get stuff. things going. 
It's good stuff. Tom, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for your time. I could go on with you for hours. I can go on for hours of stories. Um, but, and we could talk about young bull, old bull at another time and date. <laughs> and for those of you who know the story of the young bull and the old bull, if you don't know, go Google it. That was, uh, that was one of our many lessons uh, in, <laughs> in our alumni advisor days. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you, Tom. I really am. You, uh, you've always been there for me in craziest times of my life as a, a mentor, as an advisor. And I'm truly grateful for you. And I'm glad we did this and uh, let everybody know how people I'm connected to made an impact on my life and your struggles and your, your life adventures have helped me along my way. So I'm, I'm thankful. Well, you bet, Matt. I'm glad, glad you're my brother. Yeah. Feelings mutual. Great. Well, a big, a big Phi Alpha to you, my brother. Take care. Phi Alpha, Matt. Okay. And have a good evening. Tell the wife and kid I said hi. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.